Welcome to the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two that you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also considering helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy thought of the day is by Ringo Starr. Drumming is my middle name. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 151. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a hot and rainy day here at my home in St. Paul, Minnesota. School has started. Fall is here. Hope everyone had a great Labor Day weekend. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, we played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Lots of good feedback for the new Rush cover tune I learned. Thursday, played a duo show at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota. Great to see Balsam Lake cabin friends and previous podcast guests, Cindy and Ken. Saturday, played a duo show at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota. Had a blast hanging out with our friends working the pulled pork stand to raise money for the Pequot Legion. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, September 5th, 2018. I'm playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, September 6th, I'll be playing a duo show at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, September 7th, I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, September 8th, I'll be playing a duo show at Eagles Lounge in Georgetown slash Balsam Lake, Wisconsin from 7 to 10 p.m. It's part two of three with the legendary Minnesota drummer Noah Levy. We discuss the Picadors, Trip Shakespeare, drum solos, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Noah Levy, welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hello, hello. We're here again this week at... <laughs> Hanging out in St. Paul, it's still hot, it's still humid. Indeed. And yeah, thank you for doing this, Noah. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, maybe let's talk about how you got started up in the in the Minnesota music scene or whatever. Um, when did you start playing drums, and where are you from, and that kind of whole deal? I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, my brother, who is eight years older than me, was playing guitar, and I was six at the time. And he needed a drummer. We had this cardboard Beatles band, but he needed it to look like I was actually playing. So he set me up with headphones and markers, and he made this cardboard Ringo drum set. So he taught me how to play in time when I was six, and I immediately knew how to play. 
So then having an older brother, he kind of led the way for a lot, meeting people and getting playing. And Uh, and your first band, was that the Picadors? Oh, I did many bands before that. Uh, That was the first band that ever made a record and... pursued it very strongly. But before that, you have your high school friends that you play with. And yeah. I did see, there's a lot of YouTube clips and, and, and uh, like some film stuff and audio of the Picadors. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that band? That was a band. We had this great songwriter, Chris Lynch. I met him through a bass player that I knew through high school. And I immediately... His songs were so well fleshed out right away and he'd been listening to a lot of like Todd Rundgren and Steely Dan like very complex chord structures mm-hmm. and and he just had this great pop sensibility and also we met each other he was a, a bit older he's Adam's age too but we immediately hit it off and then we started playing and it came time to get a lead guitar player and we got my brother in okay some months later Nice. Yeah. So we we toured around the country and really, first time ever in the studio making a record. We did a couple records. Okay. I was in high school at the time. Really? Yeah, I was 17 when I joined that band. How long did you play with them for? Um, Maybe three years. Three years? Yeah. Okay. So... When you were younger and coming up in St. Paul here, what were some bands that you looked looked up to or that were like would be your influences that were local? Uh the suburbs. Growing up in the Twin Cities. Every bass player had to learn the music for boys bass line by the suburbs. Dude, yeah. Um, and all the kids had the that iconic shirt, that suburb shirt. You go to the state fair and everybody that that, that was into that kind of music had oh. that shirt. Uh, I stop everyone that I see now that has that shirt. I'm like, I love the suburbs. Yeah, great band. And then later on, Trip Shakespeare... Um, they were a very big influence on me musically and also um, kind of from a mentorship standpoint, they they were really good to me. And, and for the folks who wouldn't know Trip Shakespeare, that's was that the Wilson brothers? Yeah. They became Semisonic later yeah. on. And uh, they were a big influence. The replacements, yeah. they, they were like our stones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had any dealings with Westerberg or their replacements or anything like that? Uh, briefly. Um, when I was young, actually, he came to a Picador show 
and we were down in the basement. He he would never remember this, but I was sixteen or seventeen, and yeah. I was starstruck. But he sat down with me, and and I was saying, "This is what I want to do," you know, and and he just kind of talked me through it, and and it it was very meaningful. Okay. And he was basically, it was a little bit of stay in school, kid. <laughs> but he's. Yeah. What's some of your key replacement tracks you would listen to? Oh, you know what album really stands out for me? Um, well, Let It Be was the first record where I, it just pinned me to the wall. I loved that record. But um, the one I keep going back to is Please to Meet Me. I just love that record. Yep. Those um, songs. I think that's got Alex Chilton on it, doesn't it? Yep. And never mind. I love that song. How about some of your favorite suburbs tracks? Mm. Um, springtime. You mentioned came. music for boys. Music for boys. Uh, you know, when I was younger, uh, rattle my bones. You oh. know, it's, uh, love is the law, waiting. I like Sig Machine. Do you know their song Sig Machine? Yeah, that's one of my favorites in the suburbs. Yeah, and Hugo's uh, Baby Heartbeat, the one he sings. He sings that. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite drummers? Like, you know, not like a top five or a top three, like just overall, it, drumming overall. Like, uh, would it be John Bonham, one of them, or Buddy John Rich Bonham, for sure. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of um, Zig Modeless from the Meters. I listen to a lot of R&B, you know, okay. James Brown type stuff, and Al Jackson from Booker T and the MGs. I love that, that kind of groove. Who was James Dr- Brown's primary drummer? Uh, Clyde Stubblefield and Jabbo Starks. He he had two. Was it true that if you screwed up, he would go like this and charge you five bucks? Yes. Yeah, he would fine you. The drummer too, huh? Oh, yeah. And how does he do that? So I was going through a big James Brown phase. I was into these exploitation movies, mm-hmm. and he did Black Caesar. Mm-hmm. It's Black Caesar, the soundtrack for it. And there's a song called I Have to Look Up My Phone. But it goes through three different tempo changes in the middle of the song without it even stopping. I think he's just coming up with it. Yeah. So how would the drummer know what to even do? So well, sometimes it's called it's... "Blind Man Can See." That's the name okay. of the song. Sometimes it's it's body cues, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, you hear stories about Ray Charles. You had to watch his foot, and he would he would make tempo changes or do whatever, and you just had to cue off his body. Wow. I think he must be doing that because I've always, I've always loved that song. It's instrumental. Um, off, I believe it's the Black Caesar soundtrack, and it's this funky thing, and it just it stops. The drummer kind of act doesn't know, and all of a sudden they go into something else completely different. That could be an edit too. Could be a studio edit. Just cut the tape. Would you like working for somebody like that ever? Well, I'd love to play the music. I probably would be sweating bullets the whole time. <laughs> 
Um, so I was watching some of your YouTube stuff today too, and I saw that you were doing a drum solo. It was with one of the recent sets or shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you did. A, I saw you do drum solo with the Bodines guys, and the mm-hmm. drum, the singer was back there hitting on the drums and stuff with yep. you. But so, when I asked my drummer to take a drum solo, what would you say as a drummer and watching it? What what are the key elements to make a successful and good drum solo? I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I guess some drama. It's bringing it down. Um, the times I'm happiest with it are because I never grew up doing drum solos. Now that I'm playing with, with Setzer, it's part of the gig and I've had to learn how to do it. I like to keep a pulse going. I don't like to break time, which I, you can break time, but for the particular song I do it in, I don't like breaking time and I like just bringing dynamics into it and stopping for a second and letting people catch their breath. Because if you're just, it's not that terribly interesting. <laughs> and and my isn't as interesting as somebody else's, you know. Do you ever use a metronome or ear thing like that or ear doctor? I do when I'm home. And some bands, I don't with Brian, but some bands you play with a click during the show. Um, but I practice with a click all the time. Like just the beeps? Did, did, yeah, beep, when I'm, you know, I'll be did, watching did, did, the news. Just or you know, just turn my brain off and play on a pillow, just to train your body. You you kind of have to maintain it. What overall drummers think have the best time? I always heard a story. But I think Dan Neely's told me a story about Ringo Starr that he would they did some like who could keep the same tempo the longest, and he played for like started and they pulled the click track out, and he played for like twenty minutes or an hour or something. It was still the same. Exact oh really? Time. I believe that. I believe that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's hard to tell from the outside. Uh, what kind of drums do you play? I have a lot of different drums I use for, for different applications, and I've been swapping them out a lot. But yeah. lately I've been using slightly bigger drums, these scratches, uh, for the studio and, and for live. Okay. I, I really like the way they sound. So when you tour all over like the world and stuff... Do you bring your own drum kit, or you just rent stuff when you get there? Usually, when I'm with Brian, he likes having our own gear. So we'll throw it on a shipping container, and it'll take the slow boat to Europe or or uh, Japan or Australia. Do you ever and, worry about your gear getting wrecked doing that stuff? No. <laughs> I, once, I have, you know, I, I have all my stuff in flight cases, and I had a kit shipped home to me, and a forklift went through the case and miraculously missed the drums. But this was a drum set that my first nice drum set. I was, I was thinking, oh, it's all over. It's all over. <laughs> but they had to buy me a new case. Everything was okay. All right. Mr. Noel Levy, thanks for being on the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. Please tune in next week for part three. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. 
Hope you enjoy the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast. If you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Staring Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go to some fun. Till then. Love to go dancing